Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you season and this is the reason his name is Jesus Christ and so ladies and gentlemen as we come to speak the word this morning as we come to wherever you are whether you are here in the worship center and you are most welcome or you are at home with your family you've paused in the things you're doing this morning or you are alone, you are traveling, you're in a hotel room or somewhere where the crowds are not. We pause because of this person. And ladies and gentlemen, I will, speaking this morning about Jesus, which is, I love to do. We still have a few days to Christmas. And um, because of that, I would ask you to come with me to the announcement of his arrival. The level of anticipation of his arrival was remarkable. The entirety of Israel at that point in time, they knew a Messiah was coming. They knew something special was about to happen. And as you've heard from remarkably sung hymns, there was something special about that night. And the world knew. And so ladies and gentlemen, I would ask you to come with me to an angel's conversation with a young woman. Reading from the book of Luke, chapter 1. And I will tell you the story. The angel had already gone to a man and a woman who were expecting a child and had been expecting a child for a long time. The interaction between the angel and the gentleman his name was Zacharias, was interesting. The angel told him that, look, your prayers have been answered. That your wife will bear you a son. This particular interaction, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that this was the precursor to Jesus' arrival. The angel gave his message and the elderly man looked him in the eyes he looked at himself, looked at his circumstances, and he basically said, how can what you are saying be true? 
the angel responded, not in anger, but very intentionally. He said, listen, I am Gabriel, and I've been sent here to tell you what God is about to do. And therefore, because of that, because you didn't believe my words, I will help you. And he said, from this moment forward, you will not be able to speak. The man loses his ability to deny God's promise. It drives home the fact through his challenges that God's word is true. He leaves his season of serving. He goes home and he arrives home. By now, everybody realizes something has happened to Zachariah. Something's happened to him because he can't speak. It's obvious. And ladies and gentlemen, the Bible continues and says that just as the Lord said, the man and his wife, irrespective of the circumstances, have a son, a very, very special kid. John the Baptist comes into the world. But I want to say this before I go into the next phase of my story. Whatsoever promise you are holding on to, as we come to Christmas, as we come to this time of celebration, I want you to realize something about Christmas, and it's this. God demonstrated to the world that I will keep my word no matter what. And ladies and gentlemen, wheresoever you may be, you might be in Zacharias's situation, believing God for a child, which can be a challenge. You might be believing God for something else. You might be believing God for a promise that he's given to you that seems to delay. Hear my words. Christmas says God will keep his word. That means nothing that he has said to you will fail. But I want you to walk away with me, leaving Zacharias holding his son. The angel reappears six months later. And this time, he's standing in front of a young lady. The conversation is very similar. And he says to the lady that you are highly favored. The Lord has looked on you and he's favored you. The woman stares back at him. She's not afraid, but she stares. And the angel says that you're going to have a very special child. The power of the Lord is going to overshadow you. The power of the Almighty is going to overshadow you. And what God has said will come to pass. But ladies and gentlemen, for sake of accuracy, we'll pick up the narrative from verse 28 of Luke chapter 1, reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says the following, and the angel came in unto her and said, hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. 
and cast in her mind what manner of salutation is this. Verse 30, and the angel said to her, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. In Jewish, that's Yeshua. It means one who is a savior. And the Bible says, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Verse 34. Because what the angel was saying to Mary was physically impossible. Mary responds like this. She says, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? Fair question. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And then the angel said, Let me give you some encouragement. And he said, Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she also has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pause for a moment. Both of those situations in the eyes of men were impossible. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something about Christmas. I want you to understand something about the person that God sent to the world at Christmas. Because something changed when he arrived. And that is why we celebrate And so I'll pause in my narrative before I get to the meat of what we're going to talk about. And I want you to realize something. The reason Christmas is so amazing is it is because of a person. That person is Jesus Christ. Please remember that. Who he is is what we're going to break down. What he will do, we may look at. But I want you to understand something. When God sent Jesus Christ into the world, he was doing one thing and one thing only. He was telling the world that not only do I keep my word, but you can trust me irrespective of the circumstances you are going through. Now, hear me well. As this particular Christmas, as you come to this particular Christmas, hear my words. I speak from my spirit. And God is saying, this one will be different. Why? God will keep his word. Wheresoever you may be listening to me right now, that's what he was driving home. He came to both women and said, listen, I will keep my word. Someone needs to realize that no matter how bleak the circumstances may look, God will keep his word. But who was this wonderful person? Let's have a look at what the angel said. And this is where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 37, probably one of the most famous verses. The Bible says, the angel then says to Mary, you are confronted with the impossible. You are confronted with something that's never been done before. And he makes this statement. He said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, I'll pause here. Because this is where we are going. 
The angel said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. But that's in English. This was actually translated from Aramaic and Hebrew into Greek, and then it became English. And so some things have not changed, but have been hidden in the beautiful verses you're just reading. So let's break them down. Luke 1.37 says the following. The first thing is for. When you see the word for, what the angel was saying was because of. That means everything I've just said to you is true because of. Now please remember this. This is God speaking through the angel. And I want to say this to someone. Because God is who he says he is. Can do what he says he can do. And is willing to do it on your behalf. What he says to you at this season can be trusted. I want you to understand. It is based purely on the ability and personality of the God we serve. Please understand, whether you are confronted with something possible or something impossible, because of the God you serve, it will become a reality. So the angel said, listen, everything I've said is hooked on one person, and that person is God. Then he says, with now, the word with is the English word. In Hebrew, it means in the vicinity or the control or the dominion or the rule of God. Now, I want you to understand something. Please, ladies and gentlemen, you may read this from Psalm 103, reading from verses 18 and 19, if I am correct. The Bible says, For the Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Meaning, when the angel said with, it means in the vicinity, reach, or ability of the God you serve. Let us clarify. God's word, God's ability, and God's power is able to reach wheresoever he has created something. That includes you. That means, ladies and gentlemen, the angel is saying that, listen, because and in the vicinity of God Almighty, God's word will come to pass. That means as long as you are in the vicinity or reach of the Almighty God, what he has intended to happen will happen. Please hear me. This particular Christmas means something. What does it mean? In simple terms, God can be trusted. You are not too far. You have not gone too far down. There's nothing you are facing that God cannot handle. And he is determined to do it on your behalf. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the angel then continues. He says, for with God. Let's settle something. God, when he's introduced to us in Scripture, is defined in Genesis 1, verse 1, and the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Please remember this. God is and always will be a creator. That means what he wants, he will make happen. Now, this is really important. 
because the God we serve is able to create whatsoever he says just like that somebody is saying well will it happen will it not happen maybe if ladies and gentlemen if it is God's will and it is God's promise hear me well God can do it someone needs to know that the God they have trusted can will and is willing to do whatever he promised you and then the angel continues and this is where it becomes interesting the English word he says for with God nothing now nothing is a wonderful word it's an absolute but in Hebrew it's three words the first one is no thing which is where we get the word nothing something specific it is a negative the second word used in the word nothing is an utterance now this is really important because the angel is saying that when God utters something says something it is the hinge pin that everything turns on for he says no utterance but then the last word where we get the word nothing is the word so the middle word is rhema by the way spoken word of God the last word where we compress it into English as nothing is the word that brings a negative that means as far as a negative can be the angel is saying no word from God and then it will says it cannot have within it to the limits of infinity any impossibility tied within it that means when God's word is spoken one thing is absent the inability for it to come to pass when God speaks one thing is absent to the maximum is that when God gives you a word the only thing absent will be that that word will come forth with an inability to come to pass and then the angel says for with God nothing and then we get shall be impossible shall be impossible meaning what God says will not happen and he says this to Mary and Mary responds she understands what the angel says and she says, let it be to me as you have said. I agree. I believe what you've said. That's all she did. That was her only involvement. She said, I believe you. The Bible records 
the impossible became possible. So pause for a moment. When we celebrate Christmas, who are we celebrating? Jesus Christ. That's who the angel was telling her would come. Who is he? Because that's the crux of the matter. Who is he? If you turn in your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen, to John chapter 1, reading from verse 1, reading down to verse 5, the Bible says the following. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible then says the same was with God in the beginning. The Bible says, by him were all things made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. The Bible then goes on and says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then the Bible says, verse 5. The Bible says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth. Now, this is the old English word, comprehendeth it not, meaning is there's an inability for darkness to put out the light. That is who Jesus Christ is. So what was God saying to her and what is God saying to you and I at Christmas? He says, my word to you can be trusted. When I make you a promise it will come to pass. Because you do realize that this wasn't the first time a Messiah was mentioned. From the moment he was required. And I want you to realize something, ladies and gentlemen. As you come to this particular Christmas, the gift you already have no matter what sits under your tree, in your inbox, or in your driveway. No matter what happens, there is a gift you have been given, and it is God's word to you. He is a gift. The Bible says he created everything. The word is a gift to you. Because through God's word to you, everything that God wants to give you will become a reality. And this is why Christmas is so important. Because Jesus Christ, he's a game changer. Everything changed when he was, we arrived. And so ladies and gentlemen, two things about the word of God that... I want to bring to your attention. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. The Bible says the following. The Bible says that God sent his word to them. And healed them. And delivered them from all their destruction. Pause. Jesus Christ is God's word. So when God sent Jesus, 
He healed them. Healing means to restore to an original state. I have to pause here for a moment for a very simple reason. Healing is something that God makes happen. And somebody, whether you're in the auditorium or whether you are in or watching us on whatever device, healing is necessary for you. I want you to realize something that through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, healing is your portion. And I want you to put your faith into action. Simply believe that what God said about his word is true. And I join my faith with yours. This is not in my notes. I've paused deliberately. And I join my faith with yours that the healing that you require on the strength of the God you serve will become a reality. Irrespective of the circumstances you may face. That is the gift somebody is looking for this Christmas. I don't know where you are. I will celebrate with you when you testify. But I speak by the Spirit of God. Healing will be your portion. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Jesus one a little bit more. Because God said something about his word, and it's this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, reading from verse 11. The Bible says, so shall the word be that proceeds out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Meaning, when a word leaves the person of God, it is always on assignment. Now, that means, ladies and gentlemen, if you are believing God and you've held on to a word from the Lord that you found in the Bible, the word you're holding on to is on assignment to bring God's intention to pass in your life. Remember, when God sent Jesus, he sent him to the right place at the right time and nothing about him could be stopped. So will it be with you this Christmas. Now, you say, but oh, you've been talking about this and that, you know, Christmas is all about trees and Christmas is about presents. Yes, God wants to give you a present. And the present he wants to give you is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. You say, why is that so wonderful? Because God said this. The reason I sent my word to you cannot fail. Can't fall down, will not be broken. And that's why the world paused at Christmas. The world drew breath. And the world realized everything changed when Jesus Christ was born. 
And so why, why did God send Jesus to you in one sentence? John chapter 10, reading from verse 10. This is why you can celebrate this Christmas, irrespective of your circumstances. That is why this Christmas will be different, irrespective of what you're going through. That is why I want your hopes to rise this Christmas, irrespective of what it looks like, for a simple reason. John 10, verse 10. Remember what we said, when God sends his word, it never returns to him void. We've come to the conclusion that Jesus is God's word. And this is what God said. God says the following. The Bible says, for the thief does not come, but for to steal, kill, or destroy. Jesus says of himself, but I am come that you may have life and life more abundant. You see, ladies and gentlemen, what was the gift that God gave you at Christmas? It's this. He gave you life. That means anything that speaks of death, anything that speaks of failure, anything that speaks of God's word not coming to pass, Jesus said, I've come to give you life. That's why we celebrate. That's why we give gifts to others. That's why we are generous at Christmas. That's why Christmas is so important. Because at that point in time, God gave the world a gift. And it was the gift of life. And he said, I will take death from you. I will take theft and destruction from you. And I will give you life. And he said, it's at my expense. All you have to do to receive it is believe. And so ladies and gentlemen, at this Christmas, as you plan, as you shop, as you give, and as you are kind, the one thing God wants you to do is believe. Why? He will do the rest. And it is for that reason Christmas is so amazing. Because Jesus is so amazing. And so, I have two jobs. The first one, ladies and gentlemen, is wherever you are, if you're watching us, especially if you're watching us and you're on your own, or you've happened to watch this, or you're watching it back, and you've realized that I really would like the life that Jesus presents, then say a very simple prayer. Ask him to come into your life because he's been with you all along. Ask him to step in and make the exchange that take death from you and give life to you. And ask, pray a very simple prayer and say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and be Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask that you wash me clean with your blood. Make me a child of the Father. And as we say, 
Amen. The Bible records that that prayer will never be denied. So ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, if that's your situation, please pray that prayer and make this the most memorable Christmas of your life. Jesus will answer you. Even if it's a whisper. Even if you're reaching out to him in tears or in terror, he will answer you. It will make all the difference. I'm living proof, as are many others around the world. The miracle is him. Wherever you are, he will come. And so how do we end today, ladies and gentlemen? It's like this. The Bible says that the angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will cause what God has said to you to become a reality. And so this is my last task today. And I declare wherever you are, anywhere on the face of the earth, I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and he will cause to come to pass the words and the promises that God has spoken over your life. Those you know about and those you do not know about. Those you have prayed for and those that God has planned for. God, this particular Christmas, will make sure that God's word concerning you will come to pass. So the greatest gift God will give you this Christmas is himself allowing you to become the person that God has planned all along. I decree it over your life. And I say this Christmas, when you wake up on Christmas morning, may you be a brand new person. May all that God has planned, all that God has purposed, may the Holy Ghost rest on the word that God has spoken to you and give it life. So that this Christmas, Jesus will be formed in you, allowing you to be and do all that God has planned. And so ladies and gentlemen, God will be kind to you this Christmas. God will be with you and God will defend you. God will protect you. But most of all, God will keep his word. Merry Christmas in advance, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you.